Okay, thank you, God. All right. Okay. So I actually would normally do a long introduction, but we're going to do a long video instead. And it's not a video, actually, about Ken and White. We'll have another one in a moment. Trying to figure out what we were given what's happened in France, and I think the Lord's already moved some things, but given what's happening in the world and so on, and there was just this video that somebody recently felt I want you to understand my heart and what I think God's heart is on this, and that is it, there's a nexus between what God created, the incredible good and glorious world that we live in, the garden the fallenness that we now live in also, the brokenness that is all around us and happening so grotesquely in Paris last night, and what God is doing about it. And in this video, I think you're going to find an interesting answer to it. And so I think that this for Ken and White also. So we're going to go ahead and run this. Go ahead. command it was all underway light and energy gravity synchronicity orbits and galaxies comets hurtling down galactic highways a space-time ballet a thousand years but a day a brand new planet hot with the fires of creation life under construction cells replication dna code embedded commands of how to grow make yourself at home woman and man Walk the length of the land, scale the mountains, run the rivers, drink from the springs, let your free will wander down the pathways of this garden called Eden. But wait, wait, have I got this straight? We gave it all away. We traded it away in a strange transaction. Forging of the first weapons, the spilling of first blood, the trampling and trashing of paradise, blowing the gift to pieces with a bang! So now the need for intensive care, so now the rainforest all stripped bare, so now the cities give birth to slums, so now the rifles and suitcase bombs. Why, 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 why? a promising life ripped away just when it catches stride and runs free tanks rattle and pound soldiers get cut down never getting to say goodbye why why are kids sleeping out in the cold spreading out their mats on the side of the road down in the dust unable to trust or try with no tears left to cry why How did it feel, God, when you walked this cracked shell of a planet, cried like a broken-hearted child, the perfection of what was supposed to be, up against the brutality of our reality?
how many hopes are balanced on you. God, your ancient story says you gave up your life, your flesh, and your blood for love. And as the story goes, you're still reaching. You watch over the grieving. You capture every sigh. You measure the space between every heartbeat. And there's a promise that winds its way through every weathered page. A feast for the hungry, the delivery of the captives, healing for the desolate, the final satisfaction of justice, making all clinics where the sick hold on hope in the schools and the holding cells it echoes in the halls of the hospitals hope rises up in the cities and the war zones hope in the courtroom and in the broken home in the seminaries and the cyber highways in the alleys of the homeless and the hungry in the shack settlements and the compounds on the farms where the soil is hard and dry in the streets where the grieving mothers cry where the A's orphans stare up at the stars where the captives pound on the sail walls through the coal mine towns and the factories in the ghettos and the prisons and the cemeteries
here am I. Nandito ako. Hear us ek. Here am I. Ndiri pano. Here am I. Marohan Bifrist. Emerki. Her Anna. Nega yogin naida. Here am I. Like Sam, I want to introduce a man who answered the call. Here am I. Good to see you all this morning. Can you hear me? I've been here before, haven't I? And wherever I am, I always start by doing what? Who can tell me? In what language? Who said that? You get the first gift. you can have a Bethlehem Olivewood cross. And now I do it. She made Baba, Brona, Brocha, Koshka, Ha'alaha. Amen. This is a big chair. Oh, oh. Well, it's lovely to be with you again in this very interesting place. And I always said Seattle was cold and wet. <laughs> and I'm pleased to say it's lived up to that tradition. <laughs> you see, being English, it means I'm from a cold and wet country. But I'm pleased that God called me and I said, here I am, send me to the warm place called Baghdad and Jerusalem and Jordan. And it's wonderful to be there. And it's wonderful to be here the only problem with being here, and it is a terrible problem, 
getting through the airport in Seattle. It's a nightmare. A real nightmare. And before I forget, because I usually forget, but I have a new book which I want you all to buy. Okay. This book, I launched it on Monday, was it? I launched this book on the Sea of Galilee, actually on a boat. And this book I, is a hardback, so it means it's more expensive. But my little boy, Jacob, said to me, Daddy, when are you going to write a real book? I said, Jacob, I've written 14 real books. He said, no, you haven't, because none of them are hardback. You've got to write a hardback book. I said, all right then. So I did it. And here it is. And it's a good book because it's called My Story So Far. And it is everything in there for you to buy. <laughs> but it's a hard cover, so it's a real book. Okay? And I can also tell you, I don't think any of you will have this one. Because you've got it. But very few of you have got it. <laughs> Because it was launched last week and Amazon complained that they'd run out already. And it became their number one religious book. So it's doing quite well. The bad thing is that none of the money goes to me. So if you haven't got the other books, buy them because that does go to us in bed. <laughs> So, today is a very significant day after the trauma which happened in Paris yesterday. I have two sons, the one who told me to write this book, and Yossi, who's at Cambridge, he was doing Chinese, but he's changed for some reason to Islam and Judaism. And I have 26 godchildren, but I have one who is like my daughter, my Hannah Rivka. I dedicated her when she was three weeks old in Jerusalem. Thus, she has a Hebrew name. And she was with us all last year in Jordan. She's studying Arabic at London University. But for some reason, for some reason, my goddaughter, really my daughter, decided to go to Paris for the weekend. 
and she... <coughs> oh, sorry. ...was in the restaurant right next door to where they took people the other night. So I was texting her all last night, all the night before, and I was so worried about my darling Hannah Rivka. But she got out at four in the morning, and she is safe. And naturally, I could think, why did you go? But in a year, she will be with me. She spent all last year in Jordan, and nothing happened. It was great. Now, at least, you can say she's experienced a bit of the tragedy that we live through all the time. Pray for my Hannah Rivka. One of the people she was with had one of her friends killed two days ago in the violence. And this just brings home the reality of the tragedy that we're living in. Where am I? Send me. I'm so delighted to be here with you all. Today is a very significant day for us. It's wonderful to be with my very good friends, the Varellas, who are looking after me here. But I was also surprised to see my good friends, the Webbs, turn up this morning. Now, they're very important to me for two reasons. First, Jonathan was in my flock in Baghdad at the U.S. Embassy. He was in charge of weapons. So don't argue with him. Because he was both in the army, which stands for aren't ready for Marines yet. <laughs> but he was also in the Marines. So he did both, a double whammy. And he's still working in Iraq, helping a children's foundation. So he hasn't really left us. Uh, when was I last with you? July. July. In Baghdad? Yeah. Great in July in Baghdad, isn't it? A little bit warm. How many Fahrenheit is it? So it's quite warm, <laughs> and it gets a lot hotter than that in Basra, doesn't it? 150. 160. Anyway, 
as I said the other day, I launched my book on the Sea of Galilee. So I thought I ought to say something of Yeshua, we call Jesus in Aramaic Yeshua, at Galilee. Do you remember, after his resurrection, he went back to Galilee because his disciples had gone back. They didn't know really what was happening. John 21. So they went back to their old job which was fishing for fish. And they were no good at it. If you go back and do what God has not called you to do now, you're no good. So there was Jesus on the seashore, and they saw him. And Jesus cries out to them, John 21, 15 following, Have you caught any fish yet? And they say, No. So he says, Throw your net on the other side of the boat. And suddenly, they catch how many fish? 153. Now, there's nothing got John's gospel like numbers, which is not significant. Does anybody know why 153? You'll get a prize if you do. No? Never mind. Ten represents the law. Ten commandments. It represents the Judaic way. Seven represents the seven gifts of the Spirit. One, zero, ten, and seven makes 17. You think, what has this got to do with it? What's this guy going on about? Now, if you add one and two and two and three and three and four and four and five and five and six. What number do you get? Come on. A hundred and fifty-three. So Jesus is saying through the catch of fish, don't go back fishing for fish. My way is fishing for men. My way is the Word and the Spirit come together as one flesh. One, five, three. 
Did you know that? No, you didn't. Don't you think it's good? Yeah. Who's added those numbers up now? You should be here going da 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 But you haven't. But believe me, I don't know how to add up. Alright? But I did add up that number just to make sure. You know, you have to be sure of these things, don't you? So, Jesus is there with them when they catch a fish. The most traumatic thing which had happened before the death of Jesus was one of his closest, dearest followers, Peter, denied Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. And Jesus on the shore with the 153 fish says, Peter, son of Jonas, do you truly love me more than these? Do you love me more than these 153 fish? Do you love me more than you love the old things? And then he says, feed my sheep. Then he asked them again, him again, Peter, do you truly love me? Do you love me? Really love me? He says, you know all things. You know that I love you. He says, take care of my lambs, the sheep, the lambs, the little ones. And then Jesus asks him a third time, Simon, son of John, and here he doesn't even call him Peter. He calls him his old name, Simon ben Johanna. Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? And this time Peter is really hurt. Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. He says, take care of my sheep. I tell you the truth. The time is coming when others will lead you where you do not want to go. They will dress you. And he says this to signify the type of death 
that Peter would glorify God by. He says this to indicate that it will cost him his life. And then he says, follow me. You see, we are called to follow Jesus. Wherever we are called to be. I will follow you wherever you call me. I will follow you. And for our people, this has meant following him to death. My people... I look after my people now in Jordan where they're refugees. My co-worker called my director of operations is Dr. Sarah Ahmed. Stand up, Sarah. She looks after everybody in the north. We have one thing in common. We are both doctors. But she's a dentist. She causes pain. <laughs> I'm an anesthesiologist. I stop pain. <laughs> and Sarah and I, I just said this just before we came in here. This is a new one, isn't it? I've never said that before. That she causes pain and I stop pain. And the incredible thing is they hear we are dealing with all these people who have fled and been killed and run away there. Most of the families of my people have been killed by ISIS. The one person who is looking after all the Christians who fled in the refugee camps in the north is not a Christian, but a Muslim. My Sarah. Isn't that amazing? She is giving her life for our people. Because the Lord has said, where are you? And she has said, said, send me. It's a very interesting story. Now, the one thing I'm going to ask is, don't try and convert her. Because wherever we go, people try and convert her. I was flying over on the plane, and I was doing some studying and some writing, and she was reading the Bible. And she reads the Bible and loves Jesus, really. 
I could go into great depth about why she loves Jesus and how she loves Jesus. But I know she does. And I know the reason she is serving our people is because God has sent her. And we have said, where am I? Send me. I was in New York one day. I was at a conference with Jews and Christians and others. And there was another conference going on with Jews and Christians and Muslims. And I saw this young person standing with all these people. And she was obviously an Iraqi. So I went over to her and said, you're an Iraqi, what are you doing here? The Iraqis hate Jews. She said, I don't, I love them. I said, what do you do? She said, I'm a dentist, I'm a peacemaker. I said, well, why are you doing it in New York? You should be in Iraq. We need you there. She said, no, I'm not going back to Iraq. Full stop. I said, look, here. I have a big peacemaking network, and I just so happened to have a dental surgery. I think you should come back. She said, no. I said, just come and try. She said, one week. That was a couple of years ago. <laughs> but that was somebody who heard the Lord saying, go. Wasn't it? Why are you there? No, why are you there in Iraq now, heading up all this work with the refugees? Who told you to go? Me or God? God, exactly. It's a lot better than me. What's your name? No, him. Josiah, I met you before, didn't I? Come on, Yoshio, come here. My son is called Josiah. Look at this pen. Don't you think it's good? Open your mouth. Go, ah. Have a look. This is yours. Now, Josiah, it's so wonderful being with you. I really like you, Josiah. So you've got the first lighting pen. Would you like a cross? No, don't worry. <laughs> don't you want one? I don't know. You don't know? Well, 
I'll give you one of these then. This is a bracelet. It's black knots with a cross on the end. And can I give it to you? And put it on. It's made by our Christian refugees in Jordan. They're not allowed to work. So they make these bracelets. And you've got the first one. And we're going to sell them today. And do you know how much we sell them for? Whatever people want to give. Bye, Yossi. I call you Yossi because in Israel, anybody called Josiah is called Yossi. Because in Hebrew, your name is Yoshieu. Do you know what that means? The Lord will heal you. Bye. Yoshieu. My cross is called the Cross of Nails. This was made by the German Luftwaffe. Well, I often say it was made by Hitler. Because on the 14th of February, 1940, 75 years ago yesterday, he bombed our cathedral at Coventry. And the only thing that was left was the nails from the roof. And they welded the nails together. And they formed the cross of nails, which became the international symbol of reconciliation. And these nails were brought together. And they wrote on the sanctuary wall two words. Father, forgive. And people said, why haven't you written, Father, forgive them? And the dean of the cathedral said, because all of us need to be forgiven. We all need to know forgiveness. We all need to be forgiven by Yeshua. Today, we think of who needs to be forgiven. We think of the evil activity of ISIS. Just a short train ride away from where I live in England. Where my dear Hannah Rivka was the other day. Where nearly 130 people were killed. And I wrote on Facebook, please pray for my Hannah Rivka whilst this was going on. And somebody wrote, why are you saying pray for her? What about all the other people? So I said, I don't not care for all the other people. But she is my daughter. Do you think I was wrong to ask them to pray? It worked. 
always does work. I'm a graver in prayers on Facebook. Any of you my friends? Ah, oh, some of you are my friends. You get regular updates from me, don't you? And I'm sorry I have no more room on my friends page. But I've got a popular figure page. So you can join that page and get all the messages. And all the prayer requests. And I don't want to give a sermon about Facebook. I didn't even want to join Facebook. Every single prayer request I've sent out to my friends on Facebook, every single one has been answered. It's amazing. Really is. Not everything I share is always very nice. Some things are very painful. I think of the terrible day when ISIS came to one of our people and he said, you must either convert now or your children all dead. So he said the words of conversion, and they didn't kill his children. The next day, it wasn't so good. They came to children this time. They didn't ask the parents. They said to the children, Will you follow Islam? Will you follow Muhammad? And the children said, no, we love Jesus. We have followed Yeshua. It was such a hard thing hearing that they then killed these children. Children saying, no, we love Yeshua. We love Yeshua. And I went back to my room in Baghdad and I cried and I cried and cried. And the little children in our compound, Rita and Macha, who all love Dr. Sarah. They adore Dr. Sarah. And they came to me and they said, Don't worry, Daddy. Call me Daddy. Because we had a dream last night. And all of the children were dancing in heaven with Yeshua. All the children were dancing in heaven. And this is our story. This is what we experience. This is the cost of following him. Where, who shall I send you? 
send me? Who shall I send? Send me. One of the other really important things about today was not just Jonathan, the former Marine arms dealer. It was having his wife, Anne. A year ago, was it I came to school? She is a teacher at the Lighthouse Christian School. And I went to school. And I loved school. You see, in my I had a school for Iraqi refugees. And it might be the school I founded. But the school is also the school I go to. I was in class five. And after the summer break, I went back. And I thought, ah, this year I'll be in year six. And I said to the headmistress, am I in year six now? And she said, no. I said, why not? She said, you've gone down to class four. I said, why have I gone down? She said, you didn't do the exam. So I didn't do the exam, so I went down. I was so sad. But I went back last week, and I'd gone up again. The class all insisted that I went back with them. And they all had red bow ties. They all got a uniform. Every child now has a red bow tie, like Abuna Andrew in Iraq, but they don't have bow ties. In a bill, in your school. So have I got blue? No, I've got yellow and blue. So it's good. We've got various schools now. We have in Baghdad, a school in Jordan, a school in Erbil. And our school is very close to your school, Anne. And when I was at the Lighthouse Christian School, something very significant happened. One little boy called Sean, he didn't say a word to me. He came and gave me one dollar. One dollar. He gave me one dollar. And ever since that day, that one dollar has been in my Bible. There is my one dollar. Everywhere I've been, I've told the story of Sean's one dollar. And when I left school last year, I went to Bethel to Bill Johnson's. I told that story, and everybody started coming and giving me a dollar. I thought this is rather good. 
and it mounted up to over $25,000. Now, I've continued telling this story. <laughs> and I can't wait to go back and tell Sean, this week I'm going to school, aren't I? His one dollar has been over three and a half million dollars. All from one boy's one dollar. And I have in my case, as I was coming in this morning, I said, where's Sean's envelope? And it said on it, the one dollar boy. Because wherever I've been around the world, I've told that story. And I've collected their local currencies. And I have Barbados, Australian, Canadian notes. And I save one of every note, different country notes, to give to Sean. So when I see him this week, he will have a wad of notes because his one dollar gave me all those notes. God told him to give me one dollar. One dollar from a little boy at school in assembly. And I wasn't assembly to ask for money. He just gave it to me. Last year, no, January, I was voted the number one Christian in England. How you decide who the one, number one Christian in England is, I don't know. But all I know is I was above the Queen <laughs> and above the Archbishop of Canterbury. They were way down on the list. So I said, I might be the number one Christian to you in England, but I know the number one Christian in the world about my little Sean with his one dollar. So as far as I'm concerned, he was the number one Christian in the world. Because we wouldn't have been in our work without Sean doing his work. It's an amazing story. One boy, one dollar, millions of dollars. Would you have thought, Anne, that from your school you could get millions of dollars? Here I am. Send me. Here I am. Send me. We all said this morning. And I can see 
people here. I don't know most of you very well. But you probably know me better than I know you. But, also, here I am. Send me. I may have been an Anglican. Whatever that is. But I was brought up a mixture between a strict and particular Baptist and a Pentecostal. And the only way I could hold them together was become an Anglican. I you before that here I always take with me this Bible, which is the real Smith Wigglesworth's Bible. My grandfather was his assistant. He was the Pentecostal, the wacky side. <laughs> so I've got the wacky Bible. I used to have the wacky anointing oil bottle as well. But that was stolen by somebody who must have been a wacky Christian. So I'm really careful about my Bible. Sarah, don't let anybody, unless, what's the rule? <laughs> you buy a book, <laughs> you buy a book and you have a look at the Bible, all right? It's a very good deal. Yeah, exactly. So... That night, when the bomb dropped in Country Cathedral, it was a very painful day. We never thought that anything great would come out of it. Our whole work and ministry is a result of that day. The other passage that the provost of Coventry turned to and placed on the wall of the ruins of the cathedral was from the book of Haggai, chapter 2, verse 9. First person to find it gets a cross. How did you know? Yeah, you're right. You've got it. <laughs> the glory of this present house will be greater than the former, says the Lord. Today, God says to all of you here in this church, where's the pastor? Have you run away? Kurt, the Lord says to you today, the glory of this present house will be greater than the former. 
there is your cross. The glory of this present house will be greater than the former. As our cathedral was bombed and ruined, the dean says, what is coming will be even greater. Our work today, our work of reconciliation is because it all dates back to that terrible day. That terrible day. Our work, caring for the deprived and the rejected. Our work is the glory of today. And it's greater than what was before. When Nazis came, they destroyed the Bibles of our people. But we found new ones. Did you see these last time? Oh, we found plastic Bibles. They're very good, plastic Bibles are. Because these... Plastic Bibles are solar powered and they actually talk. They talk in Arabic and English. This one needs some more solar power to charge it. <laughs> and it will talk to you. It reads the whole of the Bible. Peter, make sure they're charged. All right? Who wants a Bible? Plastic Bible. Who's the youngest person here? How old are you, Josiah? Just turned 13. Anybody younger than 13? 11. Come here and you can get one. 13, anybody else 13 or 11? Younger than 11, I said, didn't I? Now, what's your name? Eva. Eva, would you like a pen or a Bible? Okay, so the instructions are in there. You need to put it under the sun, charge it up, okay? <laughs> I like you. Sorry? <laughs> now, I'll be honest with you, I know. <laughs> I realize that. <laughs> I'm sure that a little light will do. It is difficult. Eva? Eva? Come back. <laughs> I 
I forgot there's no sun in Seattle. So you better take one of my pens and then you can shine a bit of light on it. All right? I forgot there was no sun in Seattle. The problem is, the rain keeps telling me it's such a lovely place. It is so lovely, and I've started to believe her. <laughs> Haven't I? I do. I love it here. I really love it here. Now, I feel that I've totally forgotten what I was going to say this morning. But the word is, here I am, Lord, send me. The word is that the latter glory of this place will be greater than the former. The word is, here are 153 fish. The word is, that the word come through grace and the Holy Spirit and the law. The two are held together. In archaean holocaust thrust on theon kain holocaust. What was that? German. What language was that? Sorry? I didn't. Can't hear. What language? Sorry? It's all the languages of spirit. Pastor Kurt? Yes, it was Greek. And arche and holocaust. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Pastor Kurt, you have won a cross. <laughs> Come up. <laughs> but I want to tell you about this cross. In school, in the class at school, we gave all the children a cross. And one little boy called Yosef, most of our children are called Yosef or Mariam or Miriam or Mary, Mary or Joseph. And Yosef started to cry. He said, I want a cross for my daddy. Badaf, the terrorist, ISIS killed my daddy. So I gave him a cross for his daddy as well. I said, you take it, put it on the altar, and that will be your daddy's. Before I was coming here, I said to them in class five, what shall I say to the people in America and England? And Yusuf said, Will you take them my cross and will you tell them 
Yeshua loved you. And so that cross tells you that Jesus loves you. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Get down or... Those of you who remember me coming last time will remember that I always sing. But I only know four songs. Isn't that right? Four or five, is it? Three. I need a white pen. Have you got a white pen? On the white pen, it says, it says, no, this one's wrong. I want a Jesus loves you pen. This is Jews and Arabs unite. <laughs> That's a different one. We've got Jesus loves you pens, and then we have Jews and Arabs unite pens. Because we were about uniting Jews and Arabs together. And you've got no Jesus loves you pens, have you? All Jews and Arabs. <laughs> that batch, I'm sorry, was all Jews and Arabs. The other batch is Jesus loves you. But I like that one because it reminds me of Jesus loves me this I Little one to him belong They are weak but he is strong Yes, Jesus loves you Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Ah, oh, good. I'm just checking my other song. Do you know in my heart there rings a melody? In my heart there rings. Start again. In my heart there. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Now, look, I'm not doing very well. <laughs> now, Jonathan will tell us that our badges, we used to have these logos with smiley faces on in Baghdad. And what did it used to say? Smile, be happy, it's going to get worse. <laughs> and then the other one said, 
Don't worry. Don't worry. Be happy. Have a nice day. Someplace else. <laughs> but we knew, we knew that Jesus had said, soon and very soon, I'm coming back again. And what did Lena always used to say? That was thousand years ago. And he still hasn't come. But, do you want to know the really good news? I know he's coming. Soon. I don't know what soon. Long soon or short soon. But soon, he's coming. Soon, how does it go? Soon and very soon. Soon and very No, wrong tune. Wrong key. Bad again. Soon and very soon. Oh, we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the king. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to see the king. No more crying there. We are going to see the king. No more crying there. We are going to see the king. No more crying there. We are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We're going to see the king. And we are. We're going to see the kid. But like my four children, we might get there sooner than we think. We might get there before he gets here. But that is one of the wonderful things about the glory. We are talking about Christmas. And Christmas is glory coming to earth because Jesus came and dwelt amongst us. We want you to help us take glory back to heaven and bring glory to earth. Amongst our people, we've got nothing but we have the glory of Jesus. Now, I'm being told now, I've got to show you the short video of us in Jordan. And if you look very carefully, you might even see my class.
Well, the fact is that there are a huge number of people, in particular Christians, have had to flee Iraq, partly because of the Islamic State organization, which has brought in an extreme Islamic system. It's telling the Christians, you either pay, leave, or die. And so many of them are fleeing here. There was a young girl, Georgina. She had had a mother, father, brothers killed. And there she was left with her grandmother, looking on her. She knew that she may have lost everything, but she hadn't lost Yasuo. nothing. They have no housing, no food, no education. So we're providing a major relief program to give them food. We're providing a major education program. In fact, we've established a school here in Maka, just outside of Amman. And then finally, there is the issue of helping with reconciliation to God. The very fundamental of all that we're doing is loving people. It's fine to provide them food, to give them houses, to provide education, but at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, throughout the day, you have to love them. You have to show that you are loved by God. And that is why we are here. We are here because God has sent us here, because he loves us. And he knows where he is calling each of you to. And the other thing I always say, is take care, take risks. You know, when people say, hello, Canon White, oh, how are you? Take care. I say, yes, in Baghdad. It's a bit strange, that. Take risks. All of us must take risks to follow Jesus. Because only then can we say, where shall I go, send me. Every one of you, God is saying today, I send you. He's not sending you to Baghdad unless you're called Jonathan Webb. Most of you, he's sending where you are. He, he wants you to take radical risks for him and for his kingdom. Buy my book. Take risks. 
give to God. Because in giving him to him, you give to us. People say to me, how can we help? Hey, we only need two things. We need you to pray for peace and pay for peace. That's all. Bye.